Welcome to Artscape, a new presentation from SFU Woodward's Cultural Programs, located in Vancouver, BC, at SFU Goldcorp Center for the Arts. I'm Michael Boucher, Director of Cultural Programs. Join me as I sit down with leading edge artists in dance, theater, cinema, music, and digital arts, as they explore new practices and approaches, reflecting the ever-changing landscape of contemporary arts. Please tune in to our conversations of discovery anywhere, anytime on your favorite streaming platforms. Welcome everyone. And we're delighted today to have Jessica Mann Gutteridge, our new artistic Managing Director of Hutzpah Festival. She's been in a role for two years, but I hate to say it, but COVID got in the way. So we'll just leave it at that. It's fantastic to have you here, Jessica. You come with a wealth of experience and also quite a, an immersion in New York culture. So you want to <laughs> just introduce yourself a little bit? Sure. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. I was fortunate enough or unfortunate enough to start in this role uh, literally three weeks before the COVID shutdowns began. So I had a very brief leadership transition with our previous artistic managing director. And then I was off into the world of pivoting, like so many of us in our uh, our sector and honestly across all areas of practice and, and life. Before I, I worked at Chutzpah, I worked on Granville Island with Carousel Theatre for Young People, uh, Boca del Lupo Theater and with the Waterfront Theater and Performance Works. Prior to that, I lived in New York, where I'm from, and I practiced law for 17 years. So I've I've had a little bit of a varied um, career experience, but my, my first love was always theater. I trained as a dramaturg, and I'm very happy to be back in, our, in the arts. Jessica, I mean, what kind of law did you practice? Primarily intellectual property, and I worked a lot in the area of false advertising and consumer protection. For 10 years of my practice, I was working inside corporate law departments and took care largely of the marketing and sales teams, you know, working with trademarks, copyrights, ads, litigation, <laughs> but a lot of contracts, um, a lot of employment related matters. So it was the perfect training to be the leader of, of a small arts organization. No, no doubt about it. But in addition, you're not mentioning that you're a performer as well. Do you want to just mention a little bit about that? <laughs> sure. About five years ago, I got to fulfill a longtime dream of hitting the stage as a, a cabaret dancer, burlesque performer. And I just recently, a few weeks ago, premiered a new solo that is with some music that's very dear to my heart, which is the Barry Sisters version in Yiddish of the, the great songbook hit, Makin' Whoopi, or Machin' Whoopi in Yiddish. <laughs> So look for that, we're all your cabaret events today. All right. Well, thank you. Hey, so do you want to just give us a little bit of a caption? This is the 22nd anniversary of Hutzpah. Do you want to just the importance of it and how it began and how it's kind of become this wonderful multicultural, multidisciplinary uh, festival that's kind of linked 
to an incredible uh, network of artists, but also Jewish artists from all over the world. So absolutely. Well, there's not a lot more to say than that. You <laughs> summed it up so well. But um, yeah, Chutzpah was founded 22 years ago, really as a festival that was focused on bringing artists to the Jewish community, and it it did that beautifully for for years. And over time and under the leadership of Mary Louise Albert, who was my predecessor, the festival grew into a really high caliber, highly regarded, important performing arts event in the Vancouver, Metro Vancouver performing arts ecology and, and started bringing in some really high level artists from all around the world to perform here in Vancouver and to collaborate with BC based artists. Um, we're one of the leading presenters of Israeli artists in Canada. We're the only professional multi-arts performing arts festival in BC that's devoted to the Jewish experience. And we're really one of very few in the entire country. We enjoy being able to reach not only our community with these exciting artists, but also to introduce Jewish artists from many, many backgrounds and traditions to the wider ecology and the wider community here and to engage in, in collaborative sharing of our backgrounds and stories with other communities. It's part of our mission, not only to present Jewish artists, but to present non-Jewish artists in dialogue so that we can learn more about each other and, and share the things that we have in common and also that make us unique. In an odd way, and having gone through the two years of shutdown, essentially, it was kind of wonderful. I just did a cold call to you because we had a project that was may have been of interest to you and of course found out that it was deeply connected to you in, in many different ways, certainly dramaturgically speaking, and certainly the, the raw talent of Ben Kaplan. I'm referencing Old Stock, an immigrant love story. Uh, so we're going to be presenting that together. So we're really, really happy about that. But it was, I guess, this, this kind of isolation coming out of what I'm calling the big thaw is really, really kind of helpful to be working all together. And you're one of our new partners. We're delighted in your 22nd year in our much delayed 10th anniversary. So uh, you want to talk about the collaboration that we drummed up? Yeah, I was absolutely delighted when I took that call because I had a great fortune of being able to see Old Stock a number of years ago when, uh, when it came to Vancouver. And it was one of the most moving yet also enjoyable theatrical experiences uh, I've had in a long time. I really count it among the best theatrical experiences that I've had in over 50 years of going to see theater in New York and around the world. It's a story that's really personal to many people in, in my community, but also many other communities. It's, it's the story of young people fleeing horrific, persecution and violence and finding ways to, to build a new life and, and find love and make family and weather new storms in a new world. It's told by the absolutely magnetic performance, performance of Ben Kaplan, who's such a gifted storyteller, musician, artist, and personality. <laughs> he really brings a, a lot of, of magic to the role, but also told through spectacular Jewish traditional music forms by a, a, an incredibly talented cast of actor, musician, singer, performers that it just shouldn't be missed. And so we were we were thrilled to be asked to be part of uh, bringing this to the community. 
Well, it's it's kind of in a way long overdue. And we're also looking at not only this particular production, but we're also looking at other ventures that we're going to do that are largely going to be perhaps timed around chutzpah, but if not, the rare one-offs that come up throughout the year. Yeah. Do you want to mention a little bit about that? One of the things that I've been thinking about since uh, the pandemic sent us all home to sit and do some deep thinking is that, first of all, the only way forward, I think, from what we experienced from the, the real devastation that came to the art sector and the rebuilding we have to do is doing it through partnering, through sharing resources, bringing messages to wider communities and doing that, you know, with arms linked with our colleagues, instead of treating each other like rivals and competitors, treating each other like we're all part of an ecosystem together. We bring to the table a community and a venue. SFU Woodwards brings communities and venues. And I think between us, we can make some really beautiful experiences happen for our whole region. Another thing I've been spending a lot of time thinking about is that the festival model has certain limitations when you're dealing with pandemics, for example, that flare up or hit at particular times of year. If you get unlucky, and last year we were very lucky, our festival took place between Delta and Omicron, <laughs> but we could have been unlucky like many of our colleagues and, and been shut down instead of able to run. So I've been thinking a lot about, well, how do we continue to be a festival and offer the excitement that a festival has by bringing a concentration of artists to community all at the same time? But how can we do that and kind of take our eggs out of the same basket? And I think the way to do that is to pursue partnerships around other events that can take place at other times of year that gives our communities something exciting to look forward to in between festival times and lets us really take advantage of the cornucopia of performing arts that's out there and wants to come and perform for our city. I fully agree. The amazing thing about often when we're programming for our own entities, you get into a time slot, but this out of the time slot truly permits these great opportunities because the touring network is happening 24 seven. So all the time. idea, yeah, all the time. And, and there are some shows that you die for. And so that is where this kind of relationship permits that kind of rare occasion for something absolutely exceptional. I'm totally with you on this. And besides which, I believe at large, the arts community has really got to step up and help one another because we've got to restore ourselves and getting back audiences that feel safe about coming in. So wearing masks are welcome. You don't have to, but you're totally welcome to have it. And we just really want to deepen these relationships because the relationships are not only about experiences, experiencing something from a live performance perspective, but also the discourse, the ideas behind this work and the inspirations behind it. I find that that is like, to me, as rich often as what's on stage. Uh, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I, I'm delighted to be working with you, really am. Well, I completely agree with you, Michael. I, you know, and I may come at this with a little bit of a dramaturg's bias, but I've always enjoyed as almost, you know, I would say as much as, as seeing the work on stage, I've enjoyed hearing, you know, what the artists have to say about their work, especially when you have a facilitator or an interviewer who, you know, understands the arts to have 
conversation where the audience can get a deeper look or take a peek behind the curtain is, is so fulfilling. Those are some of the opportunities I'm really looking forward to, to engaging with again. We have to, we're, we're running out of time, but, but I definitely want, if there are three things that one must see in your upcoming festival, what are they? <laughs> oh, it's, it's, it's tricky, but I will, I'll go for it. Okay. Well, we have a really beautiful piece of theater coming, in fact, to the World Arts Center at SFU Woodwards. That is a play called Wild Country by a performing artist named Edith Tankus. Edith is a Jewish Canadian theater maker, but she's been living for years in the UK. And she's created this solo show which combines her skill as a storyteller. She's also got a clowning background and she tells the really relatable true story of being a parent at the same time she's far away from her aging parents and having to be caught in the middle as a caretaker between all these people who need her, plus dealing with the town, the local towns folks and, and the other moms and, and all the pressures that are that are on you as just a person who exists today. So she'll be performing that at SFU Woodwards and also uh, leading a clowning workshop for parents and caregivers over here at the Jewish Community Center. Fantastic. So that's one not miss event. Uh, I would say don't miss Liraz. Liraz is a highly popular actress and a musical artist from Israel. She is Iranian Israeli. Her One of her songs has become a real anthem of the liberation movement in Iran today. And she's an absolutely spectacular, dynamic performer. She's going to sing in Hebrew and Farsi. She's going to share her Persian Jewish roots with us. That is going to be a not to miss concert event. And then I would say, hmm, you won't have more fun anywhere in the world than at our closing night, Queer Jewish Comedy Celebration, which is going to feature the American stand-up comedian Liz Glazer, also a former lawyer. Um, <laughs> it, will, <laughs> it will be hosted by Stuart B. Myers in his character Yenta, who is a hilarious contemporary matchmaker, shall we say, and featuring the Holy Sisters, who are a famous drag duo from Tel Aviv, Israel, and it's going to be just a ball. So don't miss it. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica, thank you so much. It's just fantastic talking to you and connecting. Thank you so much for having me. I can't wait. <laughs>